Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, happy Monday and welcome to this next iced coffee date. This is actually a special one because if you listen to the podcast, um, you know that these Instagram lives become podcast episodes and this one is actually number 100. (laughs) So kind of a celebration, I guess. I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, So I decided to do a listener question and answer and then I also have two free gifts for you guys to celebrate. So stay tuned to the end. I'll definitely tell you about that. Um, Also, you know, you can check the show notes and everything. We'll link to all these freebies and everything. Um, But yeah, I mean, 100 episodes in less than a year. I mean, I've been busy. Um, And I was actually scrolling back to find the episode numbers for a few episodes where I go more into detail about things. And I'm like, wow, I've actually covered a lot in a year. Um, So just wanted to say, you know, thank you guys for listening, for tuning in, for downloading the podcast. I've definitely seen an increase as far as the downloads and number of people who are listening. So that's very exciting. exciting. So definitely going to keep with it. Um, I'm not a professional as far as the podcasting goes, but um, just showing up and being me and hopefully you like listening to me yap about who knows what. (laughs) Um, But anyways, got a variety of questions. I probably have I don't know, a good 20, 25 questions. Um, Some were similar-ish, so I tried to group them together. And then some questions relate to episodes that I've done in the past, so I'll definitely highlight those and go back and listen to them because I go way more into detail. Um, But anybody who submitted a question, thank you very much, really appreciate it. And I would say the questions are a variety. I mean, there's some about, you know, like the old days of blogging, personal stuff, health stuff, definitely some hormone stuff. Uh, There was a question about Quinn, question about Mal, so some family stuff. Um, Yeah, I would say a lot of it's like hormone stuff, but I'll definitely um, go over that. Um, And like I said, I will tell you guys about a couple free gifts that I'm going to give you too, so I will get into those in a second. Um, So yeah, let's just jump in. I'm just going to go down the list. Um, So number one was, do you miss blogging? Which I love that question. And it was from a longtime follower, um, somebody I do have conversations with in my DMs. (laughs) So I appreciate it. So thank you. Um, But yeah, yes and no. Um, Blogging, like in the heyday, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I started the blog in February 2008. So it's going to be 15, 14, 15 years. I can't do math right now. 14 years, 14 years, um, this February. Um, and really I started the blog just as a personal journal. I was engaged to be married and I just wanted to, you know, shape up and look good and feel good for my wedding day. And at the time, I mean, there were a few blogs online. Um, and I just thought it was cool. I was like, Oh, this is like a cool way to record your information, keep it nice and neat. And I really just wanted to blog as a way to keep me motivated. I mean, I really had no intention of it becoming my job, my career. Um, I just wanted it, you know, as a little personal journal side hobby. Um, I always joke, you know, Mal's super into fantasy football. So he'd be on the computer doing his thing, setting his lineup, all that stuff. Um, and the blog was, you know, 
my hobby, you know, it was organizing my recipes and my workouts and things like that. So long story short, it really was very, very personal. Um, over the years, you know, brands would reach out, they would give me free stuff. Um, I would share it on the blog if I liked it. Um, and then brands started paying me. So then there was like sponsored posts and then there was ads and all that. So there was definitely like the heyday of blogging where it was a lot of fun and I got to travel a ton, you know, brands would bring me here, there, everywhere. I mean, I went out to California for the CrossFit Games. I went to Israel for a fitness trip. I mean, I went everywhere. Um, it was amazing. It was so, so fun. And of course I made so many friends who are still my like longtime friends. I've had Kath, you know, Kathy Eats on here. I need to get Monica on here from Running and Repeat. Um, Theodora, I mean, I still text with her like every other day practically. So I made some like really, really good friends um, from the internet too. So there's a lot of great things about it, but in later times, um, the brands started to get like really specific about what they wanted um, to the point where they would need to review our content. Um, they had have opinions about certain colors that needed to be in images, certain things you would say, it would have to be said a certain way. And it really like took all the fun out of it. <laughs> So I started turning down a lot of those opportunities just because I was like, this is going to be kind of like a headache to work with this brand. It's going to be jumping through so many hoops. They're going to change what I want to say. And it just didn't feel natural anymore. Um, so I still work with brands here and there, but if I'm working with somebody, it's a brand I already like, or it's a brand I've wanted to work with. Um, they're not so particular about what I say and how I say it and what I do. Um, so. I miss blogging in the sense that there was such like a great community and the travel and the friends and everything. Um, but like the, the sponsored like brand stuff, I don't miss that. That was just, it, it just got ridiculous. Like I remember working with a brand and doing a photo shoot for them and they wanted to see like all the photos while I was doing it. And they had very specific requirements about the colors and like all this stuff. And I was like, this is like not how I want to portray what I think of the brand and like my opinions. And it, it just, I don't know. It just felt like they were like using me as a vehicle and I don't know. I just, it just didn't feel right. Um, so long story short, um, yes and no miss blogging. I don't think I miss sitting behind a computer and typing and like doing the SEO and labeling photos, certain things. I'm kind of like over that, but I do, I do miss like the social part of it. I think that was really fun, which is funny to say because blogging is like, <laughs> like not social. I don't know. I mean, maybe like, yeah, the social side of blogging is what I miss. Just like the friends and the travel and learning new things. I mean, Lord knows I went on trips to learn about pomegranates and dates and, um, General Mills, like all their practices and stuff. So it was definitely, it was definitely a cool time just to be able to like learn and experience things. I mean, I met so many celebrities. Oh my gosh. It was, it was so fun. It was, there's so many fun things to say about it, but honestly, where I am now is exactly where I want to be. I mean, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I mean, if you talk to me, even during the blog years, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a dietitian and help people. You know, that was like the goal at one point. Um, and now I'm an FDN. And I mean, I love this path. I just think it's fascinating being able to test people, use functional testing to help them. And yeah, this is exactly where I want to be. Like, honestly, like I remember <laughs> back in the design to fit days, I actually have a question about design to fit. Um, Carrie and I did this video and one of the questions that the, um, video guys asked us, it was like, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing instead? You know, and Carrie came up with like a funny answer about she would be a comedian or be on SNL or something like that. And I get up there, on there and I'm kind of like, 
kind of doing what I want to do right now. I was like, you know, maybe I'd help meet people more with their health or, you know, something like that. I don't think I saw functional testing in my future at that point. Um, but I, I knew this is kind of where I wanted to be, you know, having like a private practice, helping people one-on-one. And I mean, just going through my own personal experience with UC and hormones, I just know how difficult it can be navigating the health system. And I just don't want anybody to experience that. I just feel like I had so many dead ends, um, so many results that said I was fine, but I felt like crap. And I just, I just hated that. I just hated it. And I just don't want women to go through that. So if I can help them in any way, uh, that's you know what I want to do. And I just, I don't know. This is kind of a long answer. This is a long answer for the first question. <laughs> But kindness blogging, you know, the social aspect, like I said, so many good friends, so many good adventures. Um, and I could, you know, do what I want. It was great. You know, I could just write whatever I wanted, take photos of whatever I wanted. It was just very easy, um, easy and like carefree. Um, but now I'm in a different place and I just love what I'm doing. I honestly love the testing. I find it so fascinating. And then I get to work with women one on one. So it's like the best of both worlds. So, anyways, that was a long answer for the first one. I swear they're not all going to be that long. Um, but just wanted to share like kind of where I'm coming from. So that's number one. Um, question number two, I've tried to make these relate as far as like um, order um, of events. So the next one was, what did you do before coaching? Um, so yeah, if you're somebody new that's you've only been following for a short amount of time, you might see me as a macro coach or an FDN, you know, working with women as far as nutrition, fat loss goals, hormones. I mean, that's like my main gig. Um, before this, um, I was a blogger, um, an influencer, <laughs> um, and I did that for a good, you know, 10 to 12 years. I mean, I've only stopped doing that, you know, recently. Um, and then before that, um, I worked for Harvard University. I worked for the School of Public Health, um, did that for, I want to say maybe like four or five years. And I love that. I worked for the Masters of Public Health program. It was, you know, in line with what I wanted to do as far as nutrition and epidemiology and, you know, things like that. So, I mean, that was definitely um, a great fit for me. I decided to work for Harvard University for the dean of the college, um, thinking it would be a little, I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I just wanted like a change of pace, but I ended up being, I ended up uh, applying and getting a position as an executive assistant to the dean of Harvard College um, over in Cambridge. I mean, it was amazing. I got to work, you know, right in Harvard Yard and Harvard Square. I mean, that was all great. Um, loved the dean. She was wonderful. Um, chief of staff, he was great. Um, liked everybody I worked with, but I hated the job. I absolutely hated it. So it was like scheduling meetings, planning lunches, um, like coordinating a ton of meetings. I feel like that's what I was always doing. And I just didn't love it. Um, and I was only there like eight or nine months. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm out of here. I don't, I don't like this. Um, and the things kind of worked out as far as the blog, um, just making money off ads and the sponsored posts and everything. And then I got a job with um, a company called Nuval, which I don't think they exist anymore, um, but they did this nutritional rating system that was in various grocery stores, which was really great. It actually really made me realize like how unhealthy healthy food can be. Um, so like, you know, low calorie, low fat, all those foods, um, you know, in my mind, like diet culture, those things are healthy, but really like they're not nutritious. They're not actually good for you. Um, that was definitely kind of a light bulb moment for me. And personally, I changed a lot of my eating habits working for Nuval um, because that rating system really helped me realize that you know, random, I don't know, I'm just thinking about like, I used to have like light and fit yogurt with like Kashi cereal every morning for breakfast. And when you look at like the actual nutrition of that stuff, 
not very healthy. <laughs> There's just like a lot, a lot of nutrients in it. So that definitely changed my thinking on things working for them. But I did the social media for them for a long time. Um, I was also writing for Health Magazine for a really long time. I probably wrote for them for, I don't know, like a good eight years. So I had like a lot of like side jobs and everything and eventually just went full time with the blog. Um, I got a book deal, um, ended up, you know, leaving Nouvelle. I was still kind of writing for health, but I just, I had so much stuff going on as far as the blog, writing the book. Um, we planned a few conferences um, with some of my blog friends, the Healthy Living Summit. We did that for three or four years. Um, so there was just a lot going on. So um, it was quite the transition. But if you're curious, all the stuff I did, um, I also worked at Boston College for a while, worked in the admissions office, um, did my master's there. And then before that, I worked for a company called AMP, um, Alloy Marketing and Promotions. They still exist. And it's funny, they've reached out to me as far as partnerships stuff. And I'm like, I used to work there. But that was my first job out of college. Um, I worked in business development and um, just helped everybody on the team. So. That was that was kind of the the path to blogging. <laughs> None of it really included health or fitness. I honestly thought I was going to go into higher education. I mean, I thought that was going to be um, my path because I just loved being at college. I loved doing the admissions thing. I loved all that, and I don't know, maybe I'd go back to that someday. Um, but yeah, I just love this health stuff way more, and I think my health health struggles have really just motivated me to keep doing it and keep learning and to keep helping people. Um, but yeah, long story short, <laughs> that's what I did before coaching. Next question related to work. Um, whatever happened to Decide to Fit? <laughs> I get that question a lot too. I think there's a blog post somewhere about it. Um, and honestly, like, Decide to Fit was great. I mean, that was a great, it was a great and awful time in my life. I look back and I was like, wow, I was like really mean to my body. I like didn't sleep. I was drinking way too much alcohol. I was super duper stressed. Like I had one million things going on and a toddler. So I mean, there was just, so many things that I would have changed about that time, but it was great because I learned so much about business. Um, and also it sounds really cheesy, but almost like anything is possible because Carrie was definitely like the idea person. She was like, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and I was more like the execution person, like, okay, this is how we're going to do this. So I think we were a good team in that sense. Um, but there was just so much on me, I felt like, to actually get things done. And I was still trying to do carrots and cake. And I still had a, a toddler that, you know, was not in full-time daycare. So I was working, I was trying to work at home with a toddler and you know how that goes, it was not happening. So there was this like, it was just like not good timing, I guess. Um, and there were some like behind the scenes things that happened that I wasn't really a fan of and I just didn't think was like the best route for the business. Um, and then also, we went from meal planning, which was which was fun, and we developed this amazing software, and it made life so easy. I mean, we had a staff of like eight dietitians, like it was it was crazy. I mean, it was awesome and crazy. It was very exciting. Um, but then we decided to go into software, and I was just not not into the software side of things. I didn't want to be a software SEO or SEO CEO. Um, I just I just wasn't into it. I think it was a great idea. I just don't think we were ready for it as far as building the base with the meal planning and the design to fit side of things. Um, and it, it just came, it just was too much. And I mean, eventually like we kind of like ran out of money and I just was like, this is just, we're just digging ourselves into a hole. So I got out before, you know, things got so bad. And um, yeah, we shut down design to fit and Carrie did take over the software side of things. And eventually that went, went down the hill too. So I don't know. I was out of it at that point, but um, it was like good and bad. It was good and bad. 
there were like great things about it. Like I said, I just feel like I learned so much about business and this whole idea really like anything's possible. And I mean, I definitely transferred that into my business now where you come up with an idea and you're like, oh man, that's like a big project or like a big thing. Um, and you think like you can't do it and then you just take small steps every single day and you get there. Um, so I think that was really amazing for me and also just built so much confidence. I mean, I remember in like the earlier days of blogging, brands would ask me to do videos. I'd be like, uh, I don't do videos. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just couldn't, couldn't get it together as far as a video. I just didn't have the confidence to like go on camera and just speak freely. And you guys know I come on here and I don't have anything planned and I'll just talk to you. And <laughs> like, I'm so different, so different as far as, you know, confidence and how I want to portray myself and how I want to share my ideas and everything. So I think Design to Fit definitely opened me up for that because we did a lot of videos during the Design to Fit days. So I think it just was practice, practice, practice. And as Jill Coleman, my you know business coach says, she said, it's all about reps. You just gotta get the reps in. And I mean, man, we did, we did like all these holiday videos that were super goofy. And then um, Best Shittiest Choice, I don't know if you guys remember that series, but we would go to like various like fast food places and pick like the healthiest, you know, crappy choice from like the menu. So we did, I did a ton of videos. I just got so much practice and you know, when things ended, I just, you know, pivot, pivoted and started my own, you know, macro nutrition and um, did my own videos and then decided to become an FDN because I just knew it wasn't the macros. And I know I've talked about this before, but some people would do the macros, get great results. And then some people would do the macros and they just wouldn't get results. And I was like, there's gotta be more to the story. And obviously there is, um, as far as hormones, thyroid, gut health, brain health, um, stress, you know, all the things that I talk about on here. So I ended up exactly where I wanted to be. So it all worked out in the end, but yeah, I mean, it, it just taught me a lot of lessons about life and business and all that stuff. So, um, don't regret it. Don't regret it. Um, you know, it was, it was a good experience and, um, I've seen Carrie like here and there. I mean, she's, you know, in, we're in the same area and we go to the same places and stuff. So I bumped into her a couple of times. She actually sent me a Christmas card last year or the year before. So, you know, even though we're not like friends hanging out. I think, you know, the past is the past and I, she's in a great place too. I mean, she has an amazing gym. Um, she moved to this amazing location. It seems like they're doing really well. So, you know, even though we're not talking every single day or anything like that, um, I, I think it's fine. I think it's fine as far as, you know, how things ended. Great question though. <laughs> All right, up next. Okay, this one is definitely a long question and I might have to devote a whole episode to this, but they asked, what did you do right and wrong in your UC journey? So this might be a whole episode, um, but I would say the things I did right were not giving up. Um, I think I easily could have given up and just been like, I'll just take these meds forever or take my colon out, you know, just like giving up and like not kept trying things. Um, and mistakes, oh my God, so many mistakes. Um, I would think the biggest one was, oh man, I don't even know. Not managing stress, I think that's probably the biggest one. Um, taking forever to hire people on my team and trying to do it all myself, I think that was really bad. Um, not sleeping, not prioritizing sleep, just like not taking care of myself in general. I think that was the biggest one because once you're diagnosed with UC, I think this was hard for me to learn too, is that this becomes part of your lifestyle. It's kind of a forever thing. And I actually talked to um, this energy worker guy. Um, I don't even know what he is exactly, but one thing he said to me was, um, I have a lack of margins. <laughs> 
And I'm like, yes, that is true. But I would start to get healthy. I would get into remission and I would just go back to my life, like how I was normally living it. So, um, you know, eating whatever I want, drinking alcohol, not sleeping, because I was in remission. You know, I didn't need to do all the things to like care for my body and slow down and all that. And I would just take it up a notch. Like I just think about being in remission and being, you know, somebody offering me a book deal. I'd be like, yeah, let's go. But like, <laughs> like it's just not, no lack of margins. You know what I mean? I don't, don't like practice this slower pace, self-care, um, you know, healthy living as much as I should as soon as I get into remission. So, you know, now that I'm feeling better, I'm like, you can't take on all the things. You can't start a new project. You can't take on a book deal. You can't offer a new program. You can't offer a new group. Like just keep doing what you're doing. Like allow your colon to really fully heal. Um, because that's the thing, like you can heal the ulcers, but you need to heal like the mucosal lining. You need to heal, heal the microbes. It's like a million things that you need to do to get your gut to a healthy place. And it's not just stopping the bleeding, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, the lack of margins really like stuck out in my head. So even now I'm just like, let's just keep doing what you're doing. This morning I woke up at, you know, five, I had a pee. Um, and in the past I would have got up and started working, you know, at five in the morning. I'm like, I'm up, let's start working. Um, and I went back to bed until 6.30. And I would have never have done that in the past, ever. I mean, I would wake up at like three in the morning and start working. So um, just really being kind to myself. I think that um, was something I didn't do in the past, but I'm doing now. But this is a great question. And I'm gonna save this um, and do a full on podcast because uh, there are so many mistakes that I made. <laughs> <laughs> so many mistakes, so many good things in recent times, but so many mistakes. So I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in that one and we'll, we'll get back to that. But, um, that's the, the, the cliff notes version. Um, next one, how did you meet your husband? So this is a good one. Um, again, if you are not a long time reader, you don't know, but, um, Mal and I go way back. We actually dated in high school. Um, it was very scandalous. Um, I was a senior, he was a freshman, um, and we just hit it off. I, I actually was kind of dating one of his friends. I mean, I took this kid to a dance. I mean, we weren't really even dating. I don't think we kissed or anything like that. We were just kind of like friends and we went to a dance together. And honestly, like I enjoyed hanging out with Mal more than the guy that I took to the dance. Um, so long story short, Mal and I just hit it off like right from the beginning. Um, and then we were also um, doing track and field together. So, you know, as a senior, he's a freshman, we were on the same track team. And we just had like such a blast together that it just led into something more. So we dated from, I don't know, like the, like March, like whatever, like track season started. <laughs> through when I left for college. And I was going to college and he still had three more years of high school, so we broke up. Um, I just don't think we thought it would work. I mean, maybe it would've worked, but I mean, the long distance thing, and he just, he had so much more of high school and I just wanted to go to college and do my college thing. But I think it was really good for us because I had relationships in college, he had relationships in high school, you know, like we did our own thing and I think it was really good for us. And then um, when he was a junior in college and I was living in Boston, he sent me an instant message um, the Friday before or Friday after Thanksgiving, just saying, you know, hey, what are you up to? You want to hang out? You know, whatever it was, or maybe the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. All I know is I was at work and I was not working. <laughs> It was one of those like, oh, I'm so over work today, vacations are coming. It must have been the Wednesday before. Um, but he had just asked me if I wanted to hang out and I had plans um, to go to a friend's birthday party and we're going bowling and everything. So I just invited him along 
and had a great time and just started dating again. So we were together in high school, broke up for six years, got back together, and that was in 2003. Um, so it'll be uh, 18 years this year. We've been together ever since. So um, yeah, he's just the best. He's my best friend. Um, I joke that he's kept me alive all these years. I mean, Lord knows I've been so sick at times and he just does everything. I mean, he's the best person. Um, like he's just like a good, he's just a good human. I mean, he's a teacher I mean, he's a good human. Um, he's also an amazing dad. Um, yeah, he's just, he's just the best. Like he really is like the best person. Um, but yeah, that's how we met in high school. I took him to my prom and like the photos are so funny. I've shared them on Instagram and the blog over the years, but we were like the same height. <laughs> like if I had heels on, I was like the same height as him. He had braces. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, we go way back. We go way back. But anyways, and um, our families still live in the same hometown. They actually live like a mile from each other. Um, so when we go home for holidays, we'll hit my family and his family and all that. And they're, they're friends and, you know, we all went to the same church and everything. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's a nice story. At least I think it's a nice story. But Mal's the best. Mal's the best. If you ever meet him in person, he's like the nicest. Um, next question. Um, are you still doing the bean protocol? So bean protocol. I have two episodes. Episode... 35 and 47. So go back and listen to all the details about the bean protocol. Um, I learned about this from Julie Bauer of Paleo MG and then Unique Hammond is the other um, resource that I was watching all of her stuff. But the bean protocol basically helps with um, toxin detox, um, toxins, hormones, you know, any of that stuff. Um, but if you have any sort of like uh, digestion issues, hormone issues, acne. Acne is why Julie tried it. That's why I tried it. Um, liver issues, anything like that. It can really help as far as detoxification goes. Um, so yeah, I went in hardcore with that. Um, had great success. I mean, so much energy. I went from just dragging all the time to having tons of energy. Um, my skin definitely improved. I highly recommend it if you have any sort of like skin or hormone issues or anything like that. Um, and then just over time, I just, you know, went from like all in beans to just having beans with meals here and there. Then I got very sick. Um, I went back into a flare over the summer. So just stopped eating beans. Beans are not what you want to eat during a flare. Um, now that I'm feeling better, back to eating beans. So I'm probably having them like almost every day. I mean, I've actually gotten into lentils, <laughs> which are the same thing. Lentils, beans, um, you could even throw oats or something like that in there. Any sort of soluble fiber um, can help as far as drawing out those toxins and estrogen and all that. Um, but yeah, I'm still eating beans, still eating lentils. I just think they're really satisfying and filling and obviously they help with the hormonal detox, the skin issues. My skin's been great. So um, I think the bean protocol is amazing and I recommend it to all my clients, um, especially the ones that have estrogen dominance can be really, really helpful. Um, so yeah, just getting beans in and I mean, during the bean protocol, I was eating beans breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, now, maybe like one meal a day, um, one meal every other day, it just kind of depends. I actually need to make some beans. <laughs> I don't have any ready to go. Um, but yeah, uh, I really like the bean protocol. If you want more details, check out those episodes because I go way into detail. Um, and I think it 100% works. Um, next one. Oh, <laughs> how did Quinn learn to solve the Rubik's Cube? <laughs> so I put a video of him 
on Instagram stories doing a Rubik's Cube. And really, he worked so hard to learn that. We have been emphasizing that, like hard work pays off. Um, but it, it's just a pattern. Um, and it's, you know, if you've seen Speed Cubers or on that Netflix documentary, it's just a pattern. Like you just memorize a pattern and you could figure out any Rubik's Cube. Um, but we printed like this little like diagram offline and that was kind of his cheat sheet. And he would just, you know, follow it like up prime, left prime. I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know how to do a Rubik's Cube, but just memorized it. And now he can pick up any Rubik's Cube and solve it. So it's just, yeah, just go online, print it out, and just practice, just practice, practice, practice. But yeah, it's just the pattern that you do again and again. Um, next one, how to deal with bloating after lunch? So this is a good question. Um, and it's hard to know for sure without knowing this person, but I think a lot of people overlook the state that they're in when they eat. And I'm just thinking about like eating lunch at work or something like that. You might be like rushing through it. You might be kind of stressed out. Um, but if your body is in that, you know, fight or flight mode when you are eating, um, it does not benefit digestion. So I would say slowing down at meal times, really chewing your food, like chewing your food. I mean, I know it sounds like such a like, a like, oh yeah, sure, I need to chew my food. Like so many eye rolls at this type of stuff. It's so foundational and I think it's so important, but chewing your food um, really like mixes it with your saliva and everything. And that whole process stimulates your stomach acid and you need good, strong stomach acid to break down your food. So when it goes into your small intestine and you know large intestine, the food is broken down and can be more easily absorbed. Um, so I think there's just something to be said about slowing down at meals, making sure you are in a more calm state and really chewing your food. It's really, really important, like almost to the point of like baby food um, before you swallow it. And I think all of us are just going a million miles a minute. Um, I was talking to my sister how she was talking about like standing in her kitchen eating and I'm like, sit down, sit down for your meals, like slow down. Um, and uh, I actually watched this really good webinar video and the woman in it was saying when she is super stressed or she's traveling, she actually won't eat solid food. She'll like drink a smoothie or have some soup or something because she knows her system is not in the best state to receive the food. Like obviously you can put any sort of food in your system, but you might not be in a state where it is going to be digested well. So yeah, if you do have like a lot of bloating after a meal, like think about, you know, how you ate that meal. Did you slow down? Um, were you rushing through it? Did you chew your food? Um, and then of course, yeah, there's certain foods that can bloat you more than others, like the beans and the lentils, raw veggies, things like that. So paying attention to what foods you are eating can also make a difference. But I really do think like the whole idea of just like slowing down and eating. Oh, my sister's on. Hi. <laughs> I just used you as an example. Um, anyways, but yeah, I would say those are like the main things. Of course, there's like, there could be like underlying issues as far as like what's going on with gut bacteria, you know, SIBO, things like that. But you know, that's a, a, a bigger issue. And obviously, you know, working with a practitioner could be helpful. But I think the foundational things as far as, you know, chewing your food and slowing down can really make a difference. Um, next one, any plans for another workout program? Yes, of course. I'm going to try to do one every single year. It's so fun. I love Strong Made Simple, Strong Made Simple 2.0. People are still telling me that they're doing these workouts, they're repeating the workouts, they're getting stronger. Uh, it makes me like so happy because like you create these things, you send them out into the world and you're like, 
I hope this does well. And it's, it's been awesome. Like I just love that women love these programs. So yes, I think the next one is going to be called Sweat Made Simple. Oh, you like what I did there? Um, and I think they're gonna be short workouts, like not necessarily like cardio for focus. I think they're gonna be like CrossFit-esque, like lift weights faster, that type of mentality, but with an emphasis on strength training because I do think in like 20 minutes, I don't know if they're all gonna be 20 minutes, I think I'm gonna aim for all 20 minutes, you can do so much work. If you are focused, you can like do a whole bunch of like, I don't know, back squats. And then you could do like a little Metcon or something like that. I just think the way I work out in my basement or my driveway, it is like 20 minutes or less. I mean, I am not spending a lot of time. Like, yes, I'm going to CrossFit more nowadays, but that's literally to get out of my house and to see people and to have a social life. Um, and then I run errands, you know what I mean? It like fits into my lifestyle right now. But like, if I'm working out at home, I'm like getting it done with. So I do think like you can be really efficient with your time. And if you like know what to do, you have a plan and you can get it done. So I think it's gonna be just a bunch of short workouts. Obviously there'll be some sort of programming so you hit you know every major body part over the course of the week but I just think about like how busy we are like how a lot of times like we'll skip a workout because we don't think we have the time and I do think like some like 20 minute workouts can like totally kick your butt so I think it's going to be a lot more about working out smarter instead of like not necessarily harder because it's going to be hard I'm going to make them hard but you know, not spending like an hour, hour and a half in the gym, something like that, just making it short and sweet, getting it done. Um, and of course, like you could just do this program, but you could always, you know, supplement this program into something that you're doing, but just having these like quick, short workouts, I think are just amazing. Um, so I think that's what the plan is going to be. And I might actually add some sort of coaching or nutrition component to it. Um, because I do think the nutrition piece is really important as far as like building muscle, fat loss, depending on like what phase of nutrition you're in. Um, so I think there might be some sort of coaching that goes along with it too. So working out the details, but thinking ahead, but it will be out in, it'll be out in April, but there'll be some sort of beta testing in March. Cause what I did last year is I sent out workouts ahead of time and had you guys review them, give you, me your feedback. And that was super duper helpful for, you know, creating things and finalizing things. So I'll do that again. So come March, you know, look for some emails, you know, videos, me talking about um, the beta testing. Cause we'd love to have your feedback again. It helped me out so much last time. Um, and just loved having you guys involved in it. So I will let you know, but that's coming in March. Um, next question, how do you know if you have hormonal imbalance? Um, so I definitely have some episodes about this, but I think the main one is symptoms. Um, so if you are having symptoms that make you feel like crap, I think that is probably number one. Um, so I think the common ones are heavy periods, terrible cramps, um, acne, sore breasts, headaches, bloating, um, fatigue, mood swings, anxiety. Um, there's a bazillion symptoms, but I think symptoms are a big thing. Of course, you can do some sort of testing that's helpful too, um, but a lot of times people don't even need testing. They just pay attention to their symptoms um, and they can tell you a lot. They can tell you a lot. So I do have episodes that go into this more in detail. So I have more hormone questions coming, so we'll get there. Um, 
sneaker recommendation like what am i wearing as far as sneakers go so um, i actually talked about the high lead um circuit two um, which are their cross training shoes i talked about them in the friday five last week so check out that um, i'm also giving away a pair so the giveaway is still open so if you're um listening to this prior to wednesday the 17th i'm giving away a pair of my feed so hop on enter to win but they are awesome they're so comfy and then they have three different insoles that you can put in there so depending on if you are lifting if you're just doing like crossfit stuff or if you're running so different types of support and cushion as far as your workout so big fan um and then somebody asked about our sports bra recommendation and i don't really have one um i used to love the juno from brooks um it was like my go-to sports bra loved it to death um they don't make it anymore it breaks my heart i'm still wearing my junos as long as i can um the one from Hylete that I posted, oh, I didn't post about it yet. Um, Hylete has one that's really nice. I've actually been wearing their sports bras for a while. I found one from Nike that I really like. I just, I don't have a great recommendation, guys. <laughs> like, I have some that I really like, but not like a go-to anymore. Now that the Juno doesn't exist, it's like heartbreaking. But I will keep looking. I will keep looking for the best sports bra ever. All right. Um, <laughs> will you run another marathon? Um... No, <laughs> never say never, never say never. And I mean, that's what I said when I decided to run the Boston Marathon. Um, so back in the day, I used to be a big runner, used to run marathons, half marathons. I ran three marathons, um, finished with the Boston Marathon, had the best day of my life, um, ran a really great race, negative splits, um, the best I could do on that race. And I feel like I should just go out on a high. <laughs> as far as that race goes um it was it was such a great day i had such an awesome time so um probably not um just because of all my back issues i just don't think all that running is good also um cortisol and hormone issues don't think all that running is good um and i just it's very time consuming i mean i just remember leaving the house for like three hours to go run and then you have to shower and you have to eat and it's like half your day. So I just, I don't think it's in, in the cards. I mean, I was just talking about how much I like 20 minute workouts. So I don't think training for a marathon is in my future, but again, never say never. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's in my future. Probably some like five K's, 10 K's, probably do some of that. But uh, I think, I think I'm done with the long distance stuff. Um, Tips for balancing your blood sugar. So I definitely have um, episodes about this. So episode... 44 and 45, I went into detail about symptoms of blood sugar imbalance, my own experience, tips. Um, but clip notes are one, managing stress. Um, if you're super duper stressed, um, it's going to be hard to manage your blood sugar. Make sure you're sleeping, sleep makes all things better. And then just having a good macro balance with what you were eating. So having protein, fat, and fiber with all your meals, all your meals and snacks. Um, but like I said, check out those episodes. They definitely go more into detail. Um, what to do for heavy periods. So, um, yes, see this a lot with clients. Um, it's hard to say for sure without knowing, you know, what your hormone status is. Um, but for a lot of women, it can be estrogen dominant. So low progesterone kind of depends. It could be a couple things going on. Um, but I would say increase your intake of those soluble fibers. Um, be kind to your liver as far as, you know, laying off the caffeine and the alcohol, um, processed sugars, processed foods, um, excess sodium sugar, that type of stuff. So just really um, eating like as clean as possible. It doesn't need to be perfect, um, but your liver is processing out excess hormones or helping you detox those hormones. Um, so if things are kind of like getting backed up as far as 
as the hormones go, it could lead to heavier periods. It's hard to say for sure um, because heavy periods could be because of a couple things. Um, but that's kind of my go-to as far as like what to eat. And then of course, managing stress, sleeping, um, those are also huge. Um, but I do think a lot of like the hormone balance goes back to just like overall like toxicity in the system. Um, you know, what are you eating? Are you eating organic foods? Are you using plastic in your life? Um, what are your beauty products look like? What are your cooking pans look like? Um, because all those toxins and pesticides and chemicals, all that has to go through your liver as well as your hormones. So if those things are not getting out, um, those hormones are going to be recycled back through your system and you're just not going to feel your best. So hard to say for sure, um, but could be high estrogen, could be low progesterone, hard to say for sure. Um, oh, how were you able to cut back on drinking? This is a good question. So yeah, I was a, a, a booze bag for those design to fit years. And that's 100% because I was dealing with so much stress and I didn't know how to deal with it. So I was drinking a lot. Um, I was drinking probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, probably sometimes Sundays. And I mean, I remember going to the beach and drinking like a whole bottle of wine myself. And I was kind of like, I could totally drink more wine. You know, I was just drinking so much. I was not taking care of myself. I started having like thyroid issues. I was getting eczema. Oh my God. My body was just so messed up during that time. I got cellulitis. Oh my God. I was, I was such a mess during that time. But anyways, um, able to cut back on the drinking. Um, one, because I just realized how horrible it was making everything. I mean, my hormone symptoms were out of whack. My skin was out of whack. Um, I'm surprised I didn't gain that much weight. <laughs> I mean, I probably gained a little bit, but like just every, my health was just so messed up. Um, and then of course having gut issues, um, just, yeah, just stop drinking for that reason. And then also, you know, having these like cannabis drinks, those help as far as like drinking socially but not drinking alcohol uh, i mean alcohol's a toxin it's a poison i mean that's something that your liver is absolutely going to prioritize but i think just learning more and more about how the body works and how hormones work and how skin health works i was like this is not really worth it um and then i gave up alcohol for a hundred and something days i think you guys remember that where i just gave up alcohol completely um and when i went back to alcohol i just didn't like it as much so i really i mean i've had a couple drinks here and there, but like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like the, the taste is like not, I don't know. I just don't enjoy like the taste as much, like a mixed drink. Sure. You know, there's like fruit juice and like, I don't know, all sorts of stuff in there. Like that tastes okay. But like a wine or like a vodka soda, I just don't like the taste as much anymore. So I don't know. I think it was a lot of things, um, as far as just education, learning what it did to my body, experiencing all those symptoms, giving it up for an extended period of time completely. Um, and it's not to say that I'm never going to have a drink. I mean, I've definitely gone out to dinner and, you know, had like a margarita or something like that. It's not like I'm not drinking ever. It's just, I don't drink like I used to drink. And I think, I think, yeah, I think the education piece was really, really huge for me. And like having UC, I really shouldn't be drinking at all. <laughs> UC or hormonal imbalance, like you should not be drinking. Um, it's just going to make things worse. But I think it finally just clicked. Um, and also those symptoms have gone away. Um, like I don't really have like the blood sugar issues. My skin's not breaking out anymore. I'm not getting eczema anymore. So I think all of that just, just made sense. It just made sense and it, it clicked. Um, so yeah, it's not to say that I never ever drink. It's just, I don't do it as much as I used to. All right. 
Um, how do you start with hormone testing? So um, obviously I do the Dutch test with my clients. Um, episode 72 is all about the Dutch test, so you can check that out there. I'm actually doing the Dutch test today. Um, I haven't tested my hormones in a year now, so I'm doing the Dutch test today and tomorrow. So you actually start it at night and then you do it in the morning. So I'll share some videos about that, but I'm doing the Dutch test actually. Um, so you can do the Dutch test with me. would love to work with you. It's an at-home test. It's a urine test. You don't need to go to a doctor's office. You don't need to get a blood draw. You just urinate on these little strips of paper, have them dry, send them off to the lab. It's easy peasy. Um, so you could totally do that with me. You could also go to your doctor and have them um, do a blood draw. They can test. FSH, LH will give you an idea, you know, what's going on with your ovaries, ovary function, estrogen, like all that stuff. So it's helpful to have the blood draw. Um, but of course, when you are testing your hormones in a single blood draw, you are only testing them at, you know, one point in time on any day of your period. So with the Dutch, we are testing, you know, five-ish days after ovulation. So we have an idea what to expect. And the reason why the Dutch is so cool is that, sure, it gives you your hormone levels, but then it shows you what your hormones are doing in the body. And I think that's where you can actually fix things um, and understand what's going on and understand like how to feel better and what you need to do. And that's why I like the test. Like a single blood draw, like your doctor's going to tell you your levels of hormones and then it ends there. They don't give you anything else to do. They're like, you're fine. <laughs> your hormones are okay. I've been there, done that. You know, where you get test results and they're like, that's it. I mean, literally I got my testosterone. I've had low testosterone forever. I mean, it's probably gut stuff, but working on it, um, but have got low testosterone um, blood tests forever. My doctor literally says nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have no issue with it. And finally, I was referred to an endocrinologist, and that was kind of a dead end too because they wanted to retest. They weren't convinced that those numbers were accurate. Um, they wanted to retest, but I had been on steroids, so I couldn't do the test for you know a month or six weeks or whatever it was. And I honestly haven't gone back because I'm just like, what are they going to do? They're not going to do anything. Um, so I don't know, I might follow up with it, but it's just, I just feel like there's so many dead ends and at least with like the Dutch, it is actionable and there are things that you could do. So I don't know, that's my take on it. Um, I just think like functionally, whole body, holistically, I think there's a lot we can do as far as, you know, improving hormonal balance and a lot of it is diet and lifestyle. So if you want to get started, send me a message, apply for coaching. I love the Dutch test. I think it's the best. Oh, you can also get the Dutch test online. Um, I think it's the complete is $4.99. Um, you just need to find a practitioner to read it. So, I mean, there's that option too. We offer the Dutch test with five months of coaching. So I think the coaching is really helpful in that sense that um, we help you as far as keeping you accountable to what you should be doing um, based on the protocol that I give you, like what you should be eating, you know, how you should be exercising, if you're sleeping, not sleeping. Um, and then also we help you with the macros and what to eat, what not to eat, how much to eat, um, planning out your nutrition. So um, it really is like a nice combination because the Dutch really helps us focus on what we should prioritize. Um, and then obviously we'll use the macros and the nutritional periodization and all that to help you get to your um, fat loss goals because it's all related. It's all related. This is getting long guys. All right. I'm almost done here. Um, why are you eating eggs again? So yeah, I had given up eggs for years. Um, and it's because they would make me break out. It was the weirdest thing. I would break out on my neck. It was so strange. I wouldn't break out on my face or anywhere else. It would just, 
here and I don't know if it was like a lymphatic thing or like a detox thing I don't know what the hell it was but anytime I would eat eggs I would get these huge massive like zits like the deep like nodules on my neck um, so I just stopped eating them there was something going on there um, but yeah I have done the mold protocol I, I, I don't know like the bean protocol I mean I've done so many different things um, but yeah I've been eating eggs like multiple times a week and haven't had a single breakout knock on wood um, so I think it was just dealing with whatever gut detox, whatever was going on, um, something helped it. But yeah, it's, it's been glorious eating eggs because eating eggs for breakfast is so easy. It's so great. Like eggs and a piece of toast, egg scramble, egg sandwich. Oh, it's been glorious. But yeah, um, skin stuff, acne. I mean, it's always, almost always related to the gut and the liver and detox. So something something worked but you guys know this has been over a year of me working on all this stuff so it doesn't happen overnight but it will happen it will happen uh next question what are your thoughts on botox <laughs> that's a great question i haven't addressed this i don't know why i don't know um but yeah if you're into botox why not um i have gotten botox i i guess i should like confess i mean people have been asking um, but yeah, I've been getting it for a few years. I mean, honestly, I got invited to a Botox party and it was just kind of one of those things. I was like, sure, let's try it out. But yeah, I definitely think it makes you look a little bit younger. It gets rid of all the wrinkles and stuff. But yeah, I get it in my forehead. I haven't done like any of this yet. I don't do fillers. Fillers kind of freak me out. Um, but again, like if this stuff makes you feel better and you, you know, makes you happy, like why not? Um, yeah, just a little poison in your face. <laughs> So safety part of it, I don't know. I mean, I think it's generally safe, but again, like it's not my place to tell people what to do or not do. But yeah, I've been happy doing it. I don't do it a lot. Um, I definitely do smaller doses more frequently instead of like a big dose less frequently, um, just because I don't want to be like totally frozen. Um, but you know, having less movement, less wrinkles um, definitely keeps you looking young. Um, so yeah, I'm not opposed to it. And I use... Um, just the Botox, you know, I don't, I don't do the other, there's like other ones out there. I just do the straight up Botox and I go to Alda, give them a shout out. They do a good job. They're definitely not the cheapest in the area, but they do a very good job. <laughs> um, does the pill regulate your hormones? And no, it does not. Well, on the pill, sure, you have regulated hormones because you have synthetic hormones in your system that are quote unquote regulated. Um, but what the pill does is it shuts down your hormones. So um, because you are having synthetic hormones go into your system, it shuts down your natural hormones. So I've actually re heard it referred to as a chemical menopause. Um, and when you put it like that, it's kind of like, ooh, you know, like what are you doing to my hormones? And imagine if we did this to guys. Oh my God, if we did something like this to men where we like shut off their hormones or something like that, it would never happen. Um, so no, um, you, while you're on the, the pill, you might feel better, your symptoms might be better. I mean, I went on the pill for acne and yes, my skin got better. Um, but as soon as you come off the pill, your hormones are going to go back to the way they were. Um, and most likely you probably will have more hormonal balance. It kind of depends. I just think about the common scenario that I see and happened to me is that I was on the pill for you know 15 years um, went off of it to get pregnant, went back on it after, you know, I had Quinn, I think I had more hormonal imbalance at that point. Um, but coming off of it, having, you know, my hormone shut off for so long coming off of it, I, my hormones were even more screwed up coming off of it. I had estrogen dominance. I had low progesterone, low testosterone. Um, so yeah, the pill is just masking your symptoms. And I, I'm not 
you know, if, if it's working for you and it's fine, um, I can't tell you what to do. I mean, some people need the pill for a variety of reasons and if it's working for them, that's great. Um, but I just think there's so many natural methods um, that can really work for people. So, and that's what I help women do is get off the pill and feel better and balance their hormones. But yeah, it's just, it's just masking what you have going on and likely when you come off, it's gonna be worse, be the same or worse um, than what you experienced. And of course, being on the pill, depletes your nutrients, depletes minerals, messes up your gut, um, gives you so much inflammation. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan, but you guys know that. You guys know that. You can read Beyond the Pill. Um, there's so many good resources out there. There's actually a documentary called The Business of the Pill, I think something like that. Um, I have not seen it. Um, I really want to see it. I probably will um, figure out how to watch it, um, but that just came out in recent weeks. I definitely want to see it, but not a fan of the pill, but not my place to tell you what to do. <laughs> so you need to make your own decisions. Um, uh, did the carnivore diet work for you? Um, so yes and no. Um, so when I got really, really sick, I went into that flare um, midsummer and was just desperate. I was like, I had tried all the things, nothing is working. Um, had heard about the carnivore diet and honestly working with Ryan, he was like, this is like the only thing we haven't tried, so let's give it a whirl. And so yeah, I just ate red meat for four weeks pretty strict and then two weeks where I added in like bananas, avocados, trying to think what else. I might have had some squashes during that time, some fruit, um, but it was still mostly meat. It was just, I was getting really sick of it. I mean, obviously like eating ground beef and ground bison and all that over and over again. Um, so it didn't put me into remission, but I do think it helped like change my gut in a way. Um, because especially with parasites, I'm down this parasite rabbit hole now, so this might've helped, but parasites live off food and sugar and things like that to give them energy. So if you're only eating meat and you're taking away the sugar and that form of energy, it can kind of like kill them off or at least weaken them. So maybe that's what happened. Um, and then started the protocol afterwards. So maybe that's what happened as far as like how I was able to get into remission, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, so yes and no. Um, I actually felt pretty good doing the carnivore diet, but I was still having a ton of symptoms. So I think it's something to explore if you're having autoimmune systems and you're getting desperate. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like I said, it didn't get me 100%, 100%, but it maybe set the stage for getting me there. Um, so yeah, it could be something to try. And honestly, it wasn't that miserable. I can't believe I did it for a month. <laughs> without you know really eating I mean I was having bone broth um I had gelatin at times things like that um I did have some like egg yolks in there so but yeah it was mostly just meat but yeah could be something to try but yes yes and no it helped sorry that's not a straight answer um, and then the last questions, I'm gonna wrap up guys, this is really getting long. Um, the last few questions are related to previous episodes I've done. So I'll just give you the question and then shout out the episode number. Um, so I got, you know, what to eat for healthy hormones. I got variations of that. Um, and that would be episode, I don't know, I didn't write it down. Sorry guys. 
<laughs> there is an episode all about what to eat. I'll put it in the show notes. Sorry, I forgot to write that one down. Um, how to balance your hormones. Um, I got a few variations of that. And I have an episode called How to Love Your Hormones where I highlight kind of the top things to do for hormones and hormone balance. That's episode 90. Um, and then episode 87 is Hormonal Reasons You're Not Losing Weight. So again, kind of related to hormonal balance. Um, and then a question to know or related how to know if your hormones are imbalanced. Um, and that's very much related to symptoms. I think that's like the key thing um, for sure. All right, guys, this is super duper long. I'm going to wrap up. Um, and then I want to tell you about your two free gifts. So celebration, 100th episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Two free gifts. The first one is um, the 24 Days of Togetherness holiday bucket list. This is the 11th year that we have done this. We started this before Quinn, um, but it's this really fun holiday bucket list. Um, it's a little PDF. You can just download it, print it out. And then it has um, bucket list items on it that I came up with, you know, three or four pages of things you can do like drink hot chocolate, visit Santa Claus, go see Christmas lights, you know, make a donation to a toy drive, you know, things like that. But then there's spaces for your own personal family activities that you want to do or traditions that you do. Um, and basically you cut them up into little strips of paper, you put them in a bag or a box or a basket. And every single day from December 1st to Christmas, you pick one of these items to do with your family. And a lot of times they're just easy things like drink eggnog together or watch a holiday movie, um, but just little things that you can do throughout December to just you know bring you joy during the holidays and I just feel like that time goes by so quickly so it's nice to have something like this to look forward to and we look forward to it we we're already talking about it um, but it's just so fun because you get just to prioritize the holidays a little bit more and do things together uh, but it's a free download so I will put that in the show notes and then I actually have a free training that I finally came up with um, it's called master your metabolism for faster fat loss um, and I know we're all into fat loss metabolism all the things so I have a free training I want to say it's four modules um, but it talks about you know why you can't diet forever I mean women get in the cycle of dieting 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 um, adding more cardio eating less doing more exercise um, why eating more can actually help you lose weight which Again, if your metabolism has slowed down um, and you are, I don't want to say starving your body, but you know, your body's under a lot of stress because you're not eating enough, eating more can make such a difference in how you feel, your body composition goals, all that. Um, and then I go into frequently asked questions and common metabolism scenarios that I see again and again with clients, um, but you might be able to relate to them and might help you out as far as what to do, where to go from there. Um, so I will put a link to that as well, but it's a great training. Um, it's probably like, I don't know, probably an hour and a half, maybe. It's not super duper long, but I think it is really, really helpful as far as like figuring out what to do as far as your fat loss goals and what's going on with your metabolism and what to do about it. Um, so definitely check that out. All right, guys, like I said, this is so long, way longer than I intended. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the answers to all these questions. Um, and I will, you know, link to the previous episodes that you might um, find helpful as far as hormones and blood sugar and all that stuff. So um, thank you guys, 100th episode. Thank you guys for supporting me and listening and downloading and all the things. And yeah, I will talk to you later.